Hey, what's up? It's Jared. I wanted to talk about how to come up with YouTube video ideas today or maybe a podcast or blog, whatever medium it is that you're sharing on. Idea generation can be kind of tough. Uh, we can go down the road of coming up with ideas, but eventually we're going to hit a bump or even hit the end of the road where it seems like we don't have any ideas left. We don't want to be repetitive, and so sometimes we get stuck there thinking that maybe an idea is too close to the next one. Uh, we want to stay fresh, and so we're definitely looking for the newest, the latest, and the greatest. But creative block is real. It's just like writer's block. You might have some ideas, and then you try to flush them out, and they don't work. Or you might not even be able to come up with new ideas at all because of some sort of block. So I'm going to talk in this video about how I overcome that how I generate new ideas, and how I validate ideas as well. Knowing what people want is important. Of course, uh, following trends is important. S trying to stay ahead of the curve is important, but not getting so far ahead that we're too far and we can't relate to the people that we're trying to share with through our video content. Finding the question within the question is also pretty important. Uh, I've, I've gotten uh, the ability over the years to ask a question or be asked a question and then kind of dig a little bit into that and figure out exactly what uh, drove that question. We ask questions, but there's usually like an underlying emotion or thought or need that is behind that question. So I'm always trying to figure out what that is. Um, and then I utilize tools to help with the discovery process, which we're definitely going to dig into in this talk today. So knowing your niche and understanding it is pretty important. Um, obviously, you need to stay educated and you need to listen to what's being said in and around that space so that you have a finger on, on the pulse of that industry. Um, you know, When we start talking about something or when we decide that we're going to be a voice within a specific industry, we need to make sure that we know what we're talking about, that we're not blowing smoke. You're not going to be able to come up with ideas and actually be interesting and have something to say about those ideas if you don't have a little bit of knowledge. So make sure that you stay educated. Make sure that you're listening to what's being said and also make sure to participate in the discussions that are being had out there. If it seems like other people uh, are not talking about something that should be talked about, maybe you should do that. Or if there is a conversation that other people are taking part in, maybe you should also be a part of that as well. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as technology goes, I'm definitely an early adopter. I think that when you talk about things and are in a specific niche, you do need to be more on the bleeding edge without being so far that you're disconnected from everyone else. So be an early adopter or a pro user. And so the difference between those two for me is an early adopter is someone who's always trying the next thing that's coming around the bend, whereas a pro user is somebody who uses what's available now to the fullest extent and understands it much better than the average person. So that would be like a pro user, uh, which gives you deeper insight into whatever that topic is that you're talking about. I'm definitely a early adopter in mobile technology, but I'm also a pro user at the technologies that I use as well. Listen to your audience is a huge one because people will ask questions, so you need to seek to understand and then answer them. Like I said earlier, there's usually the need or the feeling or the thought or whatever behind the question, what's driving that question. So when you lean in and you understand a little bit more about that, it's going to help you come up with topics and generate new topics and things to talk about. You can even ask your audience through polls or surveys or flat out seeing what they're saying down in the comment section below your video content. A lot of times there will be ideas and opportunities there. 
Sometimes we explain things and maybe we didn't explain them well enough and it left some questions for us to answer. Or maybe we over-explain something and we can scale back a little bit and, and do something more simplified. Uh, we definitely can go in either direction. Ask directed questions. Don't ask, what do you want to hear from me? That's the same thing as nothing. A lot of people, and I see this in YouTube videos, will say, what do you want to hear from me? It's like they're grasping in thin air. What do you want me to talk about? What do you want to hear from me? And, you know, personally, I don't necessarily think that it's all about that person individually. If we have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone, they may allude to what they want to hear from us. But just grasping in thin air for the hopes that your audience is going to give you all these video ideas is not going to work out for you too well. And I think it kind of comes across as like you showing that you really don't even know what you're doing. And so definitely don't do that. Don't be afraid to ask questions to your audience, but do it in a way that is a little bit guided so that you are not just giving them a free-for-all uh, or asking them a question that they're not going to answer in the first place, which for me, when somebody says, what do you want to hear from me? Uh, unless they ha are like, like say they're like a pro athlete and I want to understand uh, how to better jump shot in basketball or something specific that I can ask a question about, I don't know. I don't know what I want to hear from that person. I want them to come up with an idea and share it with me, something that they're passionate about. I don't want to give them something and then have them run around trying to figure out a way to make content on it. And that's a tangent that I'm going to stop now that I just went down. But uh, obviously that is something that happens. Don't ask, what do you want to hear from me? Ask directed questions that are more specific that people can actually answer that are going to answer something that is within your niche that is not outside of your wheelhouse that is something that is is not going to be confusing to the rest of the people in your audience so ask directed questions so let's talk about tools there are definitely some tools that i use to both validate and generate ideas now sem rush is one that i've been using for a while now i started using it because it was actually a really good seo tool to help me discover topics and also decide what to put on a page so that it would rank higher in google search now, YouTube is a search engine just like Google is. People go there with their questions and they search for things and they want answers. And so we need to make sure that our videos are on topics and are actually titled and described in an appropriate way so that people can find them. And SEMrush helps me with the topic discovery. And then I can also drill down into those topics to find more niche topics within them. And I can also validate those by looking at the search volume, how many people are actually searching for those things, the backlinks, how many people have uh, backlinked, have actually linked to something on a specific topic so that I can validate whether or not people care. Because people can click on something and, and people can search for something, but if they aren't sharing it or linking to it, is it really that valuable? That's another method of validation as well. Um, I have a link for you down in the description below to check out SEMrush, so make sure to click on that and give it a try. They have a free trial for you to give it a try, and I'm going to do a tutorial on how I use SEMrush in the future, so if you have any questions about that, definitely let me know. Buzzsumo is another important one that does something similar to SEMrush as far as how I'm using SEMrush, so as far as topic discovery goes and validating that through search volume and stuff like Buzzsumo does that, but it focuses more on the social aspect of it. So are people talking about this on social media and what kind of sharing is going on on social media? So it gives you a little bit different of a trigger, whereas SEMrush is 
search volume, so people are actually searching for these things. In social, we discover things a little bit differently because we're not usually doing search in social media. We're just scrolling social media looking for things that we're interested in, and then we share the things that we are. So they're both good triggers to have as far as uh, validating ideas and validating topics. KeywordTool.io is another one that I've been using a lot lately. What's neat about that one is you can type in a specific topic. For example, if I was going to do a new video on the iPhone 11 Pro Max and I wanted it to be more of a tutorial, I might type in iPhone 11 Pro Max how to, and then see all of the suggested options that come there. I can see the search volume for some of them. Of course, if you pay for keywordtool.io, it's gonna give you more of that data, but the free version is still gonna give you a lot of great ideas that you can look at. So you can see um, not only the search volume, but the direction of the trend as well. So you can see whether that's trending up, meaning like it's getting more popular, like people are interested in that now, or if it's trending down, meaning like people don't care so much. So maybe on the topic of an iPhone 11 Pro, like battery tips, people might be interested in, but an iPhone 8 battery tips, the trend might be going down because less people have that phone now. So it's interesting to use a tool like that to kind of figure out that stuff and figure out deeper ideas based off of keywords that you start out with. Right tag is another one that's good for social media. It's a hashtag discovery tool that also uh, leads to ideas in the way that I use it. So of course, right tag can help you determine hashtags to use with your photos that you share or your content that you share. But I use it to look at the hashtags that are popular and then go follow those popular hashtags and see what people are posting and sharing in and around those hashtags. So I'm utilizing the hashtags that it's suggesting based on like a topic. So if I typed in like iPhone 11 Pro and then there were some hashtags there, I can follow those hashtags and go see what people are creating and see what's popular in that whole hashtag. And then I can decide to create something in and around that. It helps drive my decision-making process. Quora is another site that I go to from time to time. I like seeing the questions that people ask and even responding to some of them myself. But Quora is a question and answer type of website where people have a specific question and they can get answers from the Quora community. And a lot of times that leads to ideas and thoughts that I come up with after reading the questions and the answers that are being provided. Now, of course, you don't want to go there and take a question and then take the answer and make a video about it. That's like blatant copying. But a lot of times you will figure out a topic or something that's being mentioned or said or maybe even something that's being left out that you can utilize as a topic for your video or your podcast. So I'll use Quora to read the questions, to read the answers, and maybe that will invoke some thought or idea or inspire me to do something different on my own or to take my own uh, opinion and share that or produce my own take on it as long as I'm being somewhat unique and utilizing my own voice to share and talk about it. That's all that matters. Quora is a great tool to not only get those questions and see some of the answers, but to understand the tone in which people are asking those questions. Skillshare is a huge one that I've utilized over the last few years. I like going and taking Skillshare courses because I learn new ideas and also understand things a little bit differently. The courses that I take often are not related to photography or digital technology or web design or the things that I do on a day-to-day, -day, 
There are things that I want to learn a little bit more about in some other area, but there will be something that I end up getting from taking one of those courses. And it makes me, it reminds me of something, or it gives me an idea that I can bring back to my own channel and talk about uh, that's usually on a totally different topic, but it came about because it was a conversation or something that was being talked about in a course that I was taking on Skillshare. So being that I've been utilizing Skillshare, not only to learn myself, but I've been talking about Skillshare because it's a great platform. And if you use my link down below, you'll get two months free of Skillshare. So I definitely recommend at least giving it a try. Skillshare is a great idea generation tool as well, because as you are learning and expanding your own knowledge, you're coming up with ideas through the learning of pretty much anything because our ideas come and we're inspired in different ways. And a lot of times it's by learning something totally uh, not even related to what we create on YouTube or in podcast form. So it can be quite interesting. If you're interested in more in-depth discussion on some of these tools or these tactics that I've talked about so far, let me know what specific ones you're most interested in down in the comment section below, and I'll do my best to come and do that. So let's talk about some closing thoughts here and conclude this talk. This not only works on YouTube, but for blogging or product development or anything. You want to be solving a problem. You want to understand what people are looking for. People have a situation and they need a solution. And that is why business and trade and everything else has come about and is such a huge part of our lives. Why we're creating YouTube videos, whether they're entertainment, people need to be entertained. So you need to provide entertainment for them. People need to learn about a specific thing. So you want to teach them that specific thing. Um, people have needs and they're coming to you to have that need fulfilled or answered, or at least you're hoping that that's what they want to do. So you have to provide them with the right information. Uh, so this not only works for YouTube, but this method, you can figure out uh, topics for pretty much anything there. You are a problem solver, so you need to discover your viewers' problems and fix them in your videos. Whether it's, I'm bored and I need to be entertained. I love cars and I like to see them taken apart and worked on. I like cameras and I want to understand more how to take better photos. These are all problems that people have and we can solve them through videos or through conversations and podcasts or through blog posts. Don't overcomplicate your content. It gets very easy to do that. Sometimes I do that. My videos or my podcast episodes end up being super long and I try to pack too many things in there. But I'm trying to deliver a framework, a method in which people can figure things out and I'm also trying to figure out what people connect with most based on my mission, based on my passions and the things that I'm trying to share. And so sometimes that means sharing a little bit more or getting a little too deep on something uh, and covering too many things at times so that I can figure out what it is that people are, are connecting with that is part of my identity and my mission and what I'm trying to share but also that needs to relate to everyone else. It needs to answer some questions. It needs to solve some problems. And sometimes the process of figuring that out is putting a lot out there, but you definitely want to make sure that you don't complicate it so much that people have no idea what it is that they're supposed to do. It's definitely easy to do that. How many times have you talked to a super technical person and they've just gone over your head? You want to make sure that you break things down to a point where people can understand and take action based on what it is that you're sharing. Put a system in place so that you are creating and publishing consistently. That is important as well. If you come and share something and then you disappear for a while and then you share something else, 
People aren't going to know what to expect. They're, they're going to wonder where you were. They're going to wonder why there was such a huge gap. Are you even all in on this specific topic? Like, where are you? You're going to leave a lot for people to be confused about. People look at content creators, whether it be a podcast or a blog or a YouTube channel, just like a normal relationship. If People don't show up from time to time. You wonder where they were. You wonder what they were up to. You wonder if they even care about that thing that you thought that you all cared about together anymore. And so consistency is definitely key. And I've had issues with that in the past for sure. So share your questions and tips with us all in the comment section below because I don't know all the answers here. I do what has worked best for me and I continue to refine that process and figure out new and better ways to do it. But if you have thoughts or tips or something that's worked for you, I'd love to hear about it in the comment section. Or of course, if there's something you'd like more clarity on, something that I went by a little too fast, ask those questions down in the comment section and I'll do my best to answer them in the comments or even make another video on the topic. So that's gonna do it for today. Thanks so much for watching. I hope that this video helped you uh, with content idea generation as it definitely has been a process for me in figuring out what works best and what is not too complicated so that I can continue creating and provide as much value as possible. So if you haven't, click that subscribe button, whether you're watching or listening, and I hope to see you back in the next one. Take care.